He said, let the tares grow with the wheat. We're going to name that this morning. The tares grow with the wheat. We're living in times in the early church. We, we think we got troubles. You need to read the book of Acts to see what kind of trouble they had. But they thrived. The church is to thrive regardless kind of trouble we're in. So he said, let these two grow together. Tares are false teaching. And not only that, they're the children of Satan. And then the wheat is the staff of the life of Christ and his saints. So we're all in the same field. It rains on the just and the unjust. The same sun that shines on the wheat shines on the tares. The same rain that rains on the wheat to cause it to grow, it rains on the tares. And if you're hearing the news and looking around today, the tares are growing. Let not your heart be troubled. If you believed in God, believe also in me. I have overcome the world. So we should not be in trouble times. We should be in wonderful, glorious times. And the Bible said, curse not your enemy, but pray for them. Somebody despiteful misuse you, you pray for them. Someone told me the other day, said the Lord said, if you'll drive around this town and bless every business in this town, I will make your business grow. When we learn to bless people, regardless of who they are, what they are, in the darkness, and I'm going to get to that in a minute, we are not to curse the darkness. You say, what does that mean, Brother Billy? You're not to talk about how bad things are. You're to talk about how good God is. He's good when? Everything works for the good of those that what? Now, that doesn't mean just good times. Sometimes there's going to be some bad time, but we're going to bless the Lord. He said, if you'll just bless the companies. Jesus sent disciples out, told them to take nothing with them, and said, eat the food that's set before you. I was raised what mama cooked, you ate, or done without. Now, this is the way it was. If you didn't eat it, they didn't care if you went hungry, or they might have cared, but you, you know, you wasn't going to get it. Now, what if, what if them Jews would pick, they'd set down bacon before them, what would they do? They'd eat it. In other words, we're in the world, but they're not of the world. So I want you to start doing what that person said. Bless every company you drive by. Bless them in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. There's some business people in here today. Brother Jonathan Belt is a business person. We need to bless his business. You need to bless everything instead of criticizing it. It offends God when we don't bless other things and bless people and the good things of God. You're not going to get away from the tares. The tares and the wheat are going to grow together. Jesus said, let them grow together. Disciples come one time and said, these people are not with us. Said, we're going to call fire down on them like Elijah did. Jesus said, you know not what manner of spirit they are. A person does not know what manner of spirit they are when they're criticizing, finding fault with somebody else or finding fault with a company. You're going to bless it, okay? Joel Osteen and Victoria went to a restaurant to eat. They never brought his food. The service was terrible. He ate off of Victoria's plate. 
And the Lord said, I want you to give her a, a large tip. He said, I'm not giving her nothing. Not no good. Is that the way we act? We don't get good service. We don't do what? I want you to start blessing regardless what kind of service you get. And they had a little disgust in the back. And the Lord said, now listen, you give her a large tip. So he did. That lady went home at night and said, Mama, you'll not believe what happened tonight. We had the worst night we ever had. Some of the servants didn't show up. Some of the people in the kitchen didn't show up. We couldn't get the food out, this and that. But said, this man left this large tip for me tonight. The next day, they were left on television watching a Christmas, I mean, a church program. And there was Joel Osteen preaching. She said, Mama, that's the man. He bound to be a Christian. We're going to start the church, and we're going to find the Lord. Now, what if he had not gave her a tip? Hallelujah. I'm a little nervous today because we're seeing things happen we've never seen before, but don't let your heart be troubled. I want you to learn to bless those even though it's not good. The tares are going to always be here. They're going to be always growing with the wheat. And sometimes, look, the tares may be outgrowing the wheat, but I guarantee you they're not outgrowing the wheat. The wheat's going to wind up in. Saul was a tear. He had false teaching. He had not come to the truth of God. He was persecuting the church heavily. The Bible said he's making havoc of the church, but the Scripture said the church was multiplying greatly. But one day, the Lord knocked him down on the road to Damascus. When we leave things in the hand of God, it's his church, it's his world's, we're visitors here, and we're just here for a little while. And he turned that man in to wheat, probably come one of the greatest prophets the church has ever had. Saul and Barnabas split over because of John Mark. The devil thought, I got them now. I got them split up now. Tares was working. But the wheat was working also. There are two teams come out of that. Paul and Silas and Barnabas and John Mark. What two great teams. So don't let what disappointments happen to us. If you get lemonade, I mean lemon, what are you going to do? God has a plan for our lives. And the blessings of the Lord is up on us abundantly. How many believe you are blessed abundantly? There are people, one of them is Clement Stone, become a multimillionaire during the Great Depression. Brother Rick Peel, he sold insurance. Can you imagine selling insurance in the Great Depression? But he sold insurance. He sold newspapers as a little child to help make a living for him and his mother. Tares was all around, but the wheat's are growing. Come on, church. God wants us to grow. Even in the midst of tares, we're blessed abundantly. You ought to shout hallelujah, I'm blessed. You get up in the morning, you ought to shout hallelujah, I'm blessed. Because we are in a troubled world. And things don't look too good if you got your eyes on the world. And that's why we got to keep our eyes off the world and on Jesus Christ. The wonderful things are going to happen. One day, David in Psalms 45 and 1, David was meditating on the scripture concerning Jesus Christ and spiritual things. His heart began to bubble up. Sister Donna mentioned about 
meditation in Sunday school class this morning. That's a lost Christian art is meditation, sitting silently and just meditating upon the Lord or reading one scripture and just sit and meditate upon it. As he was meditating on it, bubbles started coming up in him. Spring of new life started coming up in him. What's the old song? It's bubbling. It's bubbling in my soul. You don't have to draw it. It's just automatically bubbling coming up, the things of God. I mentioned Sister Peggy the other day. People don't like change or to start walking everywhere they go. You ought to. I used to walk to school about a couple of miles, one way and one back. Then, you know, Cortez was the first person who brought horses to America. That's why they started being able to ride. The next thing, the wheel was invented. They started riding in the wheel, started riding in the wagon. And now the car come along. The next thing came the train. The next came come the car. Next thing come the airplane. How many know that you're blessed? You didn't have to walk up here today. You ought to shout hallelujah. I get to ride up here. I get to ride in an air-conditioned car. We're blessed. We ought to let the Lord know how blessed we really are. He wants to hear from us, but it was bubbling up in his life. Christ gives us bubbling water, living waters, while we're living in the world. Let the tares do what? Now, he said, let it. You've got to let it. Grow up with the wheat. The two is sitting the same sunshine, the same thing is on them. Jesus has promised to harvest among the tares regardless of how they're acting. A promise. I believe, and not only I, the only one believes, we're ready for the greatest harvest this world has ever seen. And the book of Luke said it took two ships to hold a fish to keep it from sinking because the harvest is so great. These people are going to be converted to God because Christ is with the wheat and the blessing is in our life. He's promised us a great blessing like we've never seen, so we should never curse the darkness. Bless the darkness because there's a harvest in there. John Paul Jones, in 1779, his ship was sinking. The British had sunk his ship. They asked him to surrender. They had the best ship and the best equipment. They said, we want you to surrender. He was a Navy sailor. He stood up on the sinking ship and said, I have just begun to fight. I believe it's time for Christians to stand up in this world and let our light shine like it's never shone before and let there be an echo going out that we have just what? Just begun to fight. we just begun to see the wonderful things of God. There's wonderful things from God in the book of Daniel. When he got the vision, he said, close the book up. The time is not yet. There's a book going to be open, Brother Clayton, like we've never seen before. Because in the last days, he said he's going to open the book. We're going to see things, feel things, and experience things. But as long as we're in this world, there's going to be what? False teaching. There's going to be the darkness of the devil. But there's going to be the church of Christ living and thriving in the things of God. Chuck Colson was sent to prison during the, after the Nixon administration for his involvement in that. You ought to read his life, what kind of person he was before he went. He was a terror.
But when he got in prison, he met some Christians, met some wheat, turned his life around. He said later in his book, said the best thing ever happened to me to go to prison. And there I found Christ. Church, if you can find Christ in the midst of this world, you're blessed. You're really blessed. Let your light shine. He has, last count I had, I hadn't heard in a long time, he had the largest prison ministry in the world because he got changed. How many are glad you've been changed? Some of the greatest people that God has ever used is people come out of the greatest darkness in the world. I'm telling you, what we got to do is realize it's not about us, it's about the kingdom of God. Tares going to grow what? With the wheat. We got to let it grow. You, you, you got to let it grow. You say, how do you let it go? Don't be talking about it. You just watch it grow. It's always been that way. Some people ask me sometime when it's going to get better. You say, well, you're a pessimist. No, I'm a Bible-believing individual. I've seen in the Bible what it does, and I know it's not going to get no better. The world's going to get darker. The book of Revelation said in the end time before he come back, violence is going to increase. We're seeing more violence than we have ever seen, but it's time for the church to shine forth like we've never seen. Just a few miles from up here in Nash, Texas, the other night, a young man shot four members or killed four members of his family because he thought they was cannibal and going to eat him. Listen, that's the terrors. That's false doctrine. We should not get discouraged. We ought to be encouraged because something good can come out of anything how dark it is. Samuel, Spirit of the Lord come upon him mightily, tore lines to pieces just like it was just a nothing because the Spirit of the Lord was up on mind him. He come back along later and honeys, bees had made honey in this carcass. And he reached in there and got honey and brought out there and it was so good. He carried some of his mother. Listen, out of the lion's mouth, the devil goes about as a roaring lion. You're going to be able to reach in there and pull out honey out of there like you've never thought and felt before because where the tares are growing, the wheat is growing stronger. God is providing in the midst of the worst cases in the world. Something good is in the air. I believe that. Amen. God told Isaac, said, don't go down to the Egypt. Plant here in the famine land. And I will bless you. How many of you know that God wants us to plant the Word of God, speak the Word of God in the famine of our lives, and He's going to bless your seed? That seed came up and produced a hundredfold. The Philistines was watching this. He goes and starts cleaning out his father's wells that his fathers had dug. He got them cleaned out, and they started producing water. The tares come and wanted that well. They picked up and moved. Listen, when things get bad sometime, remember, the tares and the wheat is going to do what? They're going to do what? They're going to grow together until when? He's going to send the angel. He dug those wells out again. Sister Linda, he dug them out again and moved on, dug another one out. These Philistines, Come again. 
and they wanted that well. He just moved over. Have you ever noticed in the Bible when the starts the harvest starts coming, that's when the devil going to show up? He's not going to show up when you're fasting and praying and putting in hard work. But once he sees the harvest and sees the well blowing and coming up and the flooding, he's going to come and try to take it over. So they just moved over. He just kept moving till he dug a well that was his own. Listen, God has something for us that's going to bubble up in our lives. I don't know about you today, but I feel good in the Lord today. I feel the blessings, the Lord blessing in our lives. Amen. Everything not perfect. Everything not going to be perfect. Okay? Not going to be perfect. Don't wear yourself trying to make things perfect. Keep looking to God. Keep digging a well. They want that well. Just move over because you know something good's going to happen. Somebody ought to say something good is happening in my life. Something good is happening in my life. Something good is blessing my life. Let me share this with you. God wants you to ask for big things. We offend God when we ask for little things. Jabez asked for big things, and he got what he asked for. Elijah, Elisha asked for big things, and he got what he asked for. So God wants us to ask for big things. We find in 2 Kings, it says this in verse 19, chapter 2. They said, The water's bitter, and the ground is barren, causing the miscarriage, no fruit. Wasn't having no fruit because the land was bitter. Verse 20 said, And Elisha said, Bring me a new cruise, and put salt therein. And they brought it. Obedience brings blessings. You may not understand it. What good is salt going to do? How is it going to bless? We are the salt of the world. When our lives are put into the world, something's going to change. There's a lot of miscarriage going on, undeveloped, unproduced. But God is going to produce some things when we put the salt in there. And it goes on to say, he went forth unto the spring. He put the salt in the water. And he said, the Lord said unto him, I have healed the waters. There shall not be no more miscarriages. There shall not be no more death. In other words, there's going to be a harvest. There's going to be some new birth. There's going to be some new fruit in the midst. Hallelujah. The king asked the midwives, how come y'all are not killing them Jewish babies when they're born? They said, them Jewish women is not like these Israelites of the world. They give birth quickly. Listen, God is raising up a group of people in the church is going to give spiritual birth quickly in the midst of the tragedy when the babies are being slain and the world is in a tragedy. The church is going to grow like it's never seen before. There's a blessing in our lives right now when we start releasing the salt that's in us. He said, you're the light of the world and the salt of the earth. That's what we are. Something good is going to happen like we've never seen before. The Bible said, well, I wish to, people said, I wish we'd hurry up. In the patience, you possess your soul. Being patient, it shall happen. It shall happen. Glory to God. 
The salt stopped the miscarriage. You know, the Bible speaks about mounting up the wings of eagles. That means supernatural ability. Supernatural ability. It means also divine deliverance. What did Elijah do, or what could he do at times? He'd just pick up and fly away. You said that was Elijah. God will pick you up out of a disaster situation and deliver you like you never thought was possible. What did Philip do? He got picked up with divine intervention, supernatural, and carried away. They had Peter in jail. They were going to cut his head off right after Easter like he did James. And what happened? Had him in quadrants of chains shackled, locked behind the gates. But what happened? An angel of the Lord came that night and spoke him on the side. He was asleep, but he woke him up. He thought it was a dream, but he didn't realize it was real. That's the first place you see automatic doors open up. All he did, Sister Tammy, started walking out with the angel, and the steel doors opened up and let him out. I believe there's times in our lives God has intervened us in supernatural experience that we not had to realize that how we got out of it, but he blessed us abundantly. Going to let the tares grow with what? With the wheat. If you don't get a good meal at the restaurant, what are you going to do? Don't complain. Eat it anyhow. If you can't eat it, bless it, tip it highly, and leave and be a blessing. Paul and Silas was in jail. They're going to kill them. They're the wheat. They're in the same jail with the tares are. The tares probably thought, well, in the morning is going to be it. But the wheat began to sing. I mean, you know that God has given us a song in the middle of the night. I'm not talking about, I mean, He's giving you the right spirit. He's giving you a right attitude. Our lesson this morning in the Sunday school class was about Samuel and Samson. I'm not Samson, but Saul. But the Bible said when God had Samuel to anoint him and pour that oil on his head, he turned him to another man. How I many you know when God called you in the body of Christ, he turned you into another individual? You're not the same person you was no more. You don't see the same thing. You don't feel the same things. You don't experience the same thing. Because you are a new creature in Christ. He was turned into another individual. So at midnight, and shackles and chains, backs are bleeding, they began to sing. And they began to worship the Lord. They began to praise God. The wheat is praising God in the same sail with the tares are. And all of a sudden, an earthquake came. And broke the door open. And they got out. And the jailer was going to take the sword and kill himself because he knew they'd take his life by letting them get away. He said, hold on a minute. We're still here. All of them were saved, filled with the Holy Ghost, and baptized in Jesus' name because there was wheat 
in the same sail with the tares. God can turn the tares into the greatest evangelist people, greatest workers in the world. He has that authority and ability to do that, to change things. How many of you could sing right now, I've been changed? I've been changed. I've been free. I'm not the person I used to be. Thank God for the wonderful blessings of God. It's falling on our lives every day of our lives. Wonderful things. The mustard seed we learned last Wednesday night, for it to really be affected, it's got to grow. It's got to grow. There's different levels of faith. I was reading some more about that this week in another translation. It said, when the mustard seed is grown, it starts off so small you can't see it, but it said, when the mustard seed is grown up and come like the tree, you'll see greater things happening because your faith has grown to another level. Our faith should not always stay the same. It's to grow and to grow in the world where the tares are. There's always going to be that until Jesus comes back. I want to share something with you. It's found in the book of Mark. And Jesus said, you shall lay your hands on the sick, and they shall what? And I want you to notice that if you go home and read that. Reading, I don't give it to you so you can go look it up. He didn't say pray. didn't say pray there. He said, you shall do what? You lay your hands on what? And the sick, and they shall what? God wants us to come to the place, just like he said, we lay our hands on the sick and don't have to say a word, and they're what? They healed. They, they, they healed. The power that he's put in us, the same power that he has, he wants us to be able to just lay our hands on the sick, and they shall be what? Jesus was walking down the road one day, just sort of minding his own business. He saw this funeral procession come by, and this woman had her only son, a young son, in the funeral procession, and they were just walking by, and what did Jesus do? He walked over there and just done what? Touched them. The power that was in him ran out of him and ran into that dead child. He didn't pray. He didn't say anything. Sometimes you pray with a loud voice, and sometimes God wants us to get to the place that we have such power that all we do is just touch them, and they're healed. You said, has that ever happened again? Yes. He went into Peter's house one day, and she laid in the bed sick. He just walked over there and just touched her. She jumped up and started ministering to him because God wants us to get to the place in our lives, and I believe we're on our way right now, that all you're going to have to do sometime is just walk by and touch them. I'm concerned and confused about some of the writers in the Bible when he said we're going to do greater work. How can we do greater work than that? Peter just walked by. His shatter overshadowed him. It wasn't Peter's shatter. It was the power of the Holy Ghost, the same power that impregnate Mary. is going to set them free. Amen? They took handkerchiefs from Paul's body, or aprons, and carried them home and laid them on the sick. And what happened? The wheat changing the tear, making a change in life. Praise God. I mean, know that 
we're in a good place for the Lord right now. Let me share something with you here in Genesis chapter 45 and verse 5. Joseph said, God did send me before you to preserve you. Now, he sent Joseph ahead of time. It was a roundabout way getting him there. He had to be sold and had to be put in the pit and had to go through all his things. But God sent him ahead of time. Tares and the wheat in the same field. The Egyptians is a representative of the tares. But there's a seed of Joseph. The wheat is going to land there in Egypt. And if it had not been for that, all of Egypt would have died. All of the Israelites would have died because there was a great famine coming into the land. But God sent a piece of wheat down there to do something about it. I want you to notice what he said here. And Joseph called his firstborn Manasseh, meaning that is forgetting. For God had made me forget all my toils and my father's house. Now, he didn't say, you got to read back up a little bit. He didn't say he's going to make me forget my father. When the first thing that he revealed himself to his brothers, what were the things he asked? As he went in the room and whipped and cried, what was the first thing he asked when he come back and embraced his brother? What's the first thing he said? Is my father still alive? What he was saying, he had made me forget all of my troubles. How many? I, I believe, church, we need to get to the place that we forget the troubles that we've had and sail where God has called us to be. If we worry about troubles and hanging on to that, it's like an albatross hanging around our neck. He said, God did it. God wants us to be free. Whom the Lord has set free is what? Is really free indeed. Then he named the second son, Ethram, meaning what is fruitful. He said, God had made me to be fruitful in the land of my affliction. We're in a land today. Crimes on the increase. Some cities is having four to five murderers each night. It's out of control. But he made me fruitful in the land of my afflictions. Made me fruitful and made me forget all the toils and the troubles I've had in the past. You cannot succeed and be successful with God holding on to the past. You've got to go to the future and see what God has for us. So something good is happening in our lives. The blessings of God is happening. So we want to keep on growing, keep on asking the things of God, Keep on being a blessing. There used to be a song many, many years ago. He's a Chattanooga shoeshine boy. He pops a boogie-woogie rag. He makes the oldest kind of leather just look like new. I want you to know God can make the oldest thing, the most devastating thing, the things that looks like can never recover I believe you can recover anything. I believe the Bible teaches there's recovery. 
I believe in the book of Joel, for he made the promise, I'll get you back all the years you've wasted. I believe that God wants us to get everything back that's been stolen or been lost in our lives, wants us to move in a place in the kingdom of God that we're the wheat among the tares and be a blessing. Do unto others would have them what? When you drive by them, just speak something good. I noticed a sign out here on the Loop 59 by the new restaurant fixing to be opened up out there. It said, God under uh, Atlanta under what? Under one God. As God told that person, if you'll bless every company you drive by, I'll what? I'll bless your company. I won't call the man's name, but I think you'll see his name on a big building out there, Baylor University, that where he gave enough money to build that building. In the 80s, when we was in such a great, I wouldn't call it a depression or whatever it was, recession, recession, he went and talked to his accountant one day. He owned several businesses. He owned several businesses. And the accountant said, I noticed every one of your companies are thriving and excelling where other companies are either failing or stalemated. He said, what's the difference? He said, I made up my mind I was not going to be in and participate in recession. I won't call this man's name neither. You'd know who he was. He's a contractor. He's retired now. But he told me one time he'd go into some of the places in Texarkana. I'm talking about tares and wheat now, tares and wheat, and buy material. And some of the contractors be standing in there, standing around, said, "How come you buying material? You got business?" He said, "I got more business than I can take care of." And they said, "We haven't got no business. God can bless you when nobody else are being blessed. He blessed Isaac in the field of famine." And when they took his wells, he just moved over and gave him some other. He just let the terror have its way. Because he, how many know it's your blessings not dependent on your job? Your blessings are dependent on the God that anointed man to build that job, build that company. That's where your blessings have come from. When we start seeking God like we never sought God before, the blessings of God are going to come. The Bible said in Chronicles, as long as they sought God, everything they touched, they prospered. Putting God first, he'll put you first. I don't care how bad the tares are, the wheat, you're growing together. Growing together. A lady told me the other day, she was driving her down a drive. and said there was this, uh, this been some time ago, this uh, bahia grass had two things sticking up and it was blowing in the wind. And the Lord said, I want you to notice that. Glory to God. God is speaking to all of us at all times. I believe that. I believe God is speaking to everybody at all times, but people are so busy. They're too occupied with worry and fear and anxiety and not hearing what God is saying. And she said, what is the meaning of that, God? He said, that's the tares and the wheat growing together, growing together. But one day I'm coming back, and I'm going to take it. Don't be trying to control the tares. Control the wheat and let it grow what God has designated to be. Amen? Praise God. I went to eat with a guy some time ago, and I paid the bill and laid the tip on the table, and he pulled out a large bill and laid it on the table. I said, I've already got 
the meal and the tip. He said, yeah, but I just feel like I'm supposed to bless somebody abundantly today. How many you ever feel like that? You're supposed to just bless somebody abundantly. Amen? You might not have a $20 or $100 bill to lay down there, but you got a tongue and a word on your mouth. Hallelujah. Zig Ziglar said he never understood cafeteria restaurants. Never really particularly liked them until his daughter went to work for one and she'd come at home and tell what a hard day she had listening to that public coming through that line and how they's complaining. Listen, go through the line and thank them and bless them. Amen? And watch God start blessing you. Let the tares and the wheat do what? Grow together. And watch how your life will blessed. I am blessed in the morning. That's about all I know. But I know I'm blessed. Huh? I know I'm blessed. What's the first thing you're going to do in the morning when you get up? Somebody tell me. what. Sister Donna, you don't tell us. I already know what you're going to do. What are you going to do in the morning, first thing you're going to get up? Shout it out loud. Good morning, Holy Ghost. What kind of day we're going to have today? Good Lord, it's morning. Ain't no such thing as the blue Monday except in your mind. I got to close. When I was in the Navy, nearly every time that ship got underway, I'd get seasick. Oh, I'd get seasick. Went to air-conditioned refrigeration school. My job was to take care of the reefer deck. It was with all the large equipment up there. Kept everything cool and everything. That My job to go up there and read it every hour. Read all the minutes. I get so sick, I carried a bucket. You say, well, I'd stay in bed. No, stay in bed seasick with a court-martial. The court-martial, there no such thing as being sick. And they used to tell me it's all in your head. I said, it may be, but it's coming out here. But I have found out. I have found out. How right they were. Your head. Hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. Come on. Let's, we need to get with the spirit of the Lord. I feel the spirit in my heart right now. And the Bible said the mind is the mind of spirit and power. Our mind has power to change things. Just the other day they made a major breakthrough. This guy was paralyzed from his waist down. I forgot what the reason was. But these scientists have made so much progress, they implanted a brain, something in his brain that spoke past his spinal cord injury, and he walked. It bypassed that negative thing. Listen, God has given us such a mind that we can start thinking right. We can bypass some of this trouble, some of this sorrow, and some of this grief because that mind, it said, the Greek said, the spirit of the mind has power, and it's active, and it works for us. Now, scientists has done that. Isn't that a wonderful invention? What are you going to say in the morning when you get up? Good morning is what? Hallelujah. Someone told me the other day, a lady said, I get up every morning at 4.30 to read and pray while it's silent so just me and God can have some time together. I guess I'm a rambling right now. But the tares and the wheat's going to grow together. Going to grow together. We was in a missionary conference one time. This person spoke from the book of Revelation. Satan's going to wear out the saints. 
had me wore out before the service was over with. Just listening to that. I just wore I'm telling you the truth. I wore out just listening to all that stuff. Going to wear out the saints. Listen, the devil not, should not wear out the saints. We're the ones should be giving it a hallelujah. We ought to take the battle to him. Smith yourself. Sister Linda said some time ago, closing on a Wednesday night service, that let me read this scripture right here. Above all, take the shield of faith, and you'll be able to withstand all the fiery darts of the wicked. I've read that scripture, I don't know how many times, but that thing just got into my spirit. Listen, you speak to the spirits of darkness that comes against your life. Smith yourself to God. Take the shield of faith, and he will flee from your life. He can't stay where the anointing is because you're the wheat and you're the salt. You're the one that's giving the blessing. We're blessed going in, and we're blessed what? We're above the what? And Hallelujah. You're the head and not what? The tail. What's the blessing going to do for you tomorrow? For this day, so what's the blessing going to do? Well, well you, 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 you're in that field, but you're not running on the right. You ain't got the good scent yet. The Bible said in the book of Deuteronomy 28, they're going to overtake you. A blessing going to overtake you today. What does that mean, overtake you? Going to jump on you. Going to jump on you because you're the wheat. You're not the tare. You're not under the influence of the tare. You're under the influence of the wheat. We're blessed. Come to the shower yesterday. Such a wonderful thing. They see young people getting started. If you want to stay young, okay, you ready for this? You're going to have to start hanging out with young people. If you hang around all these. <laughs> I tell you, you hang out with Rhonda and Julie back yonder on Mondays through Wednesday, you're going to get young. You hang out with old, you're going to start copying their feelings. You want to hang out with the young, you're going to start getting young. That's what they say. You need to keep your faith young, vibrant, and alive, and blessing. God bless you being here today. Remember, in the world, you're the wheat, and you're in the world with tares. And you're going to grow together. Book of Acts says, multiply greatly because you're in a world. You're in the world, but you're not of the world. You're going to be blessed in everything you do. So God bless you for being here today. God bless you. The tares and the wheat are going to do what? They're going to grow together. And there's nothing we can do about it except just thrive. God bless you today.